Hey everybody, this is Brian. It's March 23rd, 2020. I'm outside on a walk with my dog doing the one thing that I really feel like I can do to get a little, I don't know, moment to meditate outside my apartment. Not meditate, just like, I don't know, be outside. It's a little quieter than normal. And like many people, I've been inside for the better part of a couple weeks riding out this this virus, and it's been hard, and I know it's been hard for a lot of people. So this isn't your typical episode of the subtext. Uh, what I decided to do last week was set up a voicemail and uh, give everybody a chance to call in and talk about how they're experiencing this moment, how they're coping, what they're doing, etc. And I just put it out into the world for a few days and I captured a lot of voicemails and decided I wanted to put it all together into a sort of bonus episode of the subtext. Uh, I know it was good for me to listen to these messages and, and hear how everybody else is is coping with these circumstances and uh and i hope i hope you feel the same thank you to everybody who called in i really appreciate it it was nice hearing from you uh thank you to rob and america theater magazine for letting me put this together and and uh for putting it out into the world all right i hope to see you hear from you talk to you next month Bye. My name is Julia Doolittle. My name is Monica. Hey, this is Jesse Salisbury. I'm Eric Peffinger. Hi, my name is David Hanson. This is David August. Hi, I'm Patricia Milton. Yeah, this is Norm Reynolds. This is Idris Goodwin. My name is MJ Halberstadt. My name is James Kenna. Hello, it's David Gilder. How are you? Uh, my name is Jennifer Remberger. This is Mia McCullough. It's Carrie Bentley Quinn calling. Hi, this is Edward Einhorn calling. This is Claudia Alec. This is Gina Femia. This is Karidasic. This is River Thames. Uh, my name is Matthew Robinson. This is Rob Cardazone. Uh, this is Adam. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, my name is Julia Doolittle. I am a playwright who has um, three productions going up this year. The most I've ever had in my young career, all at really exciting, wonderful places. And of course, those productions and their future is sort of put into jeopardy by Corona. It's very sad. It's, uh, it's very sad to work so hard and then to have uh, something like this come and, and make you feel so out of control. I do sometimes wonder though, if this means that there's gonna be a large opening for stories about hope in our hearts, if there's gonna be this hunger for stories about people coming together 
to beat something insurmountable. I feel like I need some stories like that right now. But I want to tell some stories like that. And for a while, I feel like my heart was so hardened and jaded that all I could come up with were stories about people realizing how awful everything was. I'm hoping that this can reverse that, I guess. Sending love to everyone else who's a writer who feels like they should be writing their mind off, but they're just too stressed. Thank you for doing this. Bye. Hello, my name is Monica and I'm located in Florida. Uh, All of my projects have been canceled due to coronavirus but um, I'm reading a lot more uh, because I'm staying inside and I'm working on my next full-length play because now I've got the time to do it. Um, A silver lining in all of this is that as uh, classes are moving online, one of my friends decided to assign one of my plays as a final project for her design students. She said it uh, ticked off all of the boxes and things that she wanted them to look for in uh, design, so I'm creating a little audio recording for them this week uh, so that they can hear from the playwright about the play. So yeah, it's happening, I guess. Um, We're all trying to do what we can, so thanks for... uh, extending this line. Bye. Hi, my name is David Hanson. I'm a playwright in the Cleveland area. Um, For months now, I've been writing short plays. Um, Basically, it's a morning ritual activity I've been posting them at New Play Exchange. These are generally uh, one, two, three-minute long scripts. Um, but since we've all gone into quarantine, I sent out an invitation to my friends on Facebook to make movies out of them. And it's become something that I call the Short Play Project. I've already posted in the last two days about eight videos onto my professional Facebook page, which is David Hanson Playwright. Um, and I've uh, also been posting them at my YouTube site. And um, I've got a few dozen others uh, scripts that I have out with folks um, out uh, keeping social distance and uh, making videos that they've been shooting me um, through Facebook or from my cell phone. So that's how I'm dealing. Thanks for asking. Bye. Oh, and um, be well. Stay well. Thanks. This is David August, and while I am at home, I am planning to collaborate with some people digitally online, including uh, I might actually be shooting a piece of video for someone's project later this week. And I also have a really extraordinarily bad joke. So the coronavirus walks into a bar and the bartender says, get out. That's all I've got. Be healthy. Hello, it's David Goulder. How are you? 
Um, this is a really interesting question because I find, because I'm also a director as well as a playwright, I, uh, I find playwriting um, is useful to me in lots of ways when I'm not engaged as a director because it allows me to be generative and creative in times when nobody is necessarily hiring me to be generative or creative. So this is just sort of a greater application of that same thing. Um, I mean, I'm lucky because I have a, a job for money that allows me to work remotely. So I'm, I'm not hurting financially, which is a huge boon. Um, but mostly I'm using it, uh, I'm using writing like I always do to stay, feel, keep my artistic life um, alive and keep it going. So I really hope this finds you and everybody who happens to hear this well and hanging in there. Thanks. Bye. Hey, this is Mia McCullough. Um, I think we are all in crisis mode. Uh, anytime there's something that is threatening our well-being, uh, it sends us into a place of panic and crisis. And I've been in crisis mode for much of the last five years, so I'm pretty familiar with what it feels like. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we are again. And it's very, very hard to write during crisis mode mostly because our brain is racing. We're focused on survival. We're focused on do we have enough? What do we do? Are we safe enough? Because we have access to a 24-hour news feed, we are checking statistics and news constantly, or we are checking in with each other constantly because we're isolated. I mean, in some ways, I think writers are well equipped for the isolation part. We're pretty used to doing this for ourselves, but I do think we're all having a hard time focusing and writing is a challenge and hopefully it'll get easier as this becomes a bit of the new normal. But I do think it's important that people not beat each other or beat themselves up for not getting the writing done, even though they have all this time, because it's just a natural response to the crisis and it's not a failing. It's just your your body and your brain reacting in a certain way and if you're going to binge watch reality tv just do it and forgive yourself and you will start writing again eventually all right that's it that's what i got bye Hello, Subtext Podcast. This is Idris Goodwin, playwright at large. Uh, I am in Louisville, Kentucky right now at my home with my children and my wife and my mother-in-law. And I am using this time to catch up on writing uh, as a art, someone who had sort of moved into the world of arts administration I was finding it a challenge to get writing done. Um, and so now this is a sort of a strange, um, bittersweet, uh, unfortunate, but some, in some ways um, advantageous shift where now uh, there is no excuse to not write. And so in a way this has been um, 
has, has brought me back to my writing, though I would say that the bigger challenge is um, not getting distracted with the existential what's going to happen stuff. Um, because I know that once I get to the other side of this, it's going to turn into the same thing that happened during my sabbatical as an academic where I say, damn, I should have done more. I should have chilled more. I did too much during my, my sabbatical. I should have taken advantage of that time. So uh, anyway, soldiering on one day at a time, keeping the faith, keeping the, the keys moving and um, thinking about all my colleagues friends and family and and wishing them well and hoping they are keeping the faith in this time too. Peace. Hey, this is Jessie Salisbury. I'm in um, Gardner, Kansas, which is outside um, Kansas City. We're in Johnson County, Kansas, and there's um, a heavy outbreak here, and we're one of the counties that's basically under, some people are calling it a lockdown, but it's a stay-home order. I've been sick since last week, and there's been a coronavirus hotline that I've had to call, um, you know, every couple days with my doctor's office just to check in um, because there's not enough tests. So, um, and they're only testing people that go to the ER around here. So, the advice is just if you're sick and you have the symptoms, just stay home and quarantine. Assume you have it so you don't spread it to other people. And then... um, you know, try to get better, take over the counter medication. So um, I was expecting a lot more time so far to write um, because I work for a school district and the school district's been closed and I will have to do some work from home, but um, my work with everyone being off will be reduced um, greatly. It'll be quite busy next school year, um, playing catch up, but so... I've been trying to and been encouraged greatly by all the playwrights that are getting on Facebook and hosting um, all the uh, all the very, very high-profile playwrights that are doing Facebook groups or playwriting workshops or sharing talents or um, talking about the craft. I, I think it's an unprecedented time where we've had access to each other's work and be able to collaborate with each other like never before Um, so I think it's a very scary time I think I've talked to and heard more from other playwrights um, more in this time period and I think we'll see a lot of really great art that's collaborative come out of this time period so we're not just going to see work by individuals, but I think we're going to see a lot of art um, that's made in collaboration, in group, in workshop, because I see a lot of playwrights um, working very hard to set up workshops, um, setting groups via Zoom, talking to other playwrights, and I think those playwrights who are taking that extra effort to set up those groups should be commended. I'm Eric Peffinger. I'm a playwright in Toledo, and my refrain every day for the past hundred years has been about how I couldn't get any work done because I didn't have enough time. So now that everybody is confined to the house and I have these 
huge chunks of time stretching before me. It's giving me the chance to experiment with new things in my writing, such as paralysis. Um, and I'm hoping to emerge at the other side of this crisis uh, with a fat portfolio full of brand new regrets and missed opportunities. So I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for letting me share. Hi, I'm Patricia Milton. I'm a playwright living in the San Francisco Bay Area. We've been on uh, shelter-in-place instructions since Monday. It's now Thursday. I have completed a play that I was kind of in the middle of, but I, for some reason this has really given me the space and the urgency to go ahead and finish it. It's called Escape from the Asylum. <laughs> and uh, it's about Victorian women detectives who free a woman from an asylum in London. And for whatever reason, it's a, it's a comedy and it is a mystery. And it's about being locked up and freeing yourself. So for some reason, this has been, huh, for some reason. So it literally has been my freedom during this time of not really being able to go out. And thank you for the subtext. Podcasts are also kind of keeping me sane when, uh, you know, being able to listen to those. Take care. Bye. Yeah, this is Norm Reynolds calling from Toronto, and uh, uh, I guess I have an observation today, and that's I was noticing how uh, the radio is filled with announcers offering soothing reassurances, like "We're here for you while you're going, we are going through this together, etc." Before they go ahead and play some music, and I, I was thinking that the exact same sentiment is uttered by a character in a movie. Uh, the character is a hydro customer service rep, and it's from the 1998. Um, apocalyptic comedy called Last Night. It's directed by John McKellar, stars Sandra Oh, and lots of other people. <clears throat> the Hydro Rep, which is played by none other than David Cronenberg, patiently and soothingly phones every customer to reassure them they will be with them until the end. Uh, in the case of the movie, the end uh, is caused by the sun getting too close to the earth. Uh, and believe it or not, it is a, it is a comedy, uh, but dr dramatic as well. Um, and I just struck me that we are at the beginning of our own uh, sort of nightmare, certainly not the end, uh, but the sentiment being uttered uh, is, being uttered really is the same, both on the radio stations today and in that film. That's it. Hi, Brian. This is Gina Femia. I'm very excited that you set up this voicemail. Uh, how am I coping? I oscillate between complete dread and actual um, exuberant hope on a pretty much a 15-minute 
every 15-minute basis. Um, extreme dread just because this is an unprecedented time where we don't know what's going to happen and a lot of different institutions as we know them might be, you know, transforming. And joy because I do think that within all of this uncertainty we're going to find a new normal and an even better normal on the other end because we are at the end of the day storytellers and the world desperately needs stories at every single junction um, so that thought definitely is what gets me out of the the dread <laughs> um, but that's how I'm doing and also just connecting with other playwrights on Twitter uh, my favorite groups of people Playwrights are the best. It's Carrie Bentley Quinn calling. Um, right now I am outside taking a walk. Um, as you can hear, there are still plenty of cars here in New York City. Um, yeah, I've been in the house for a week, um, working from home. Very lucky to have a day job that's still paying me. Um, how am I coping? Well, it's, it's interesting because playwriting feels sort of, uh, I don't want to say pointless right now, but it's, everything is on hold. Everybody's productions are on hold. Um, all of our readings are on hold. All the plans we made are on hold. And it's hard to write forward right now. It's hard to write with a goal. So I'm just trying to write a thousand words a day. And it can be prose. It can be playwriting. It can be, you know, journaling, <laughs> brain vomit. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that um but that's what I'm doing but the other thing that I'm doing is I'm cooking and cleaning constantly like some kind of housewife and it's sort of disturbing but um there's something right now about you know carry water chop wood that's kind of keeping me going um but yeah I'm just about to walk a mile or two just to keep my my legs going and uh I'm exercising too that helps but mostly I'm just trying to remind myself how lucky I am and I think that will help. Uh, I hope you're taking good care. Bye-bye. This is Claudia Alec calling from Calling Up Justice in the Bay Area. In crisis, we find opportunity. I've been wandering this country for years, and one of the basic truths I've discovered is that our models for cultural production and distribution are broken, or actually not broken, designed for the inequitable and, well, frankly, mediocre outcomes that they generally produce. My disabled body requires a blended practice that is physically present at times, but also asynchronously accessible online in digital spaces. It is my hope that this is a moment in which the marginalized communities that have been practicing the producing models that are accessible and equitable already the ones that actually have financial exchange models that work for everyone involved, it is my hope that they are not overshadowed by those who have dominated this field in this country for so long. In crisis, there is opportunity, opportunity for transformation or opportunity for further exploitation. I look forward to investing my time in transformation, what you're gonna do. Based in New York. I live out in Long Island, but I usually commute into the city. 
um, which is like an office manager for an insurance company, but I'm actually just now working from home. Um, so in one way I'm really lucky is that for right now I'm still getting paid, which is really great. And um, yeah, but basically I've just been at home and trying to write a bunch. And I feel like one thing that's really different is I feel this need to like get it out and share more immediately. So I've actually been creating and writing stuff that I've been just putting on an Instagram and doing Instagram Live and sharing stuff more. And I feel like that's like happening with a lot of different artists, which I think is really actually kind of uh, kind of exciting because it feels like it's a way to still all remain in communion with each other uh, during all this. Um, and one piece I've been working on, I actually been working on this for a couple months, and I was going to do it at a different place in New York City in a couple months, but that obviously will probably not be happening now. But it's a, my first one-person show in which uh, I, Max Mundy, have actually been uh, on a deserted island for several years, uh, during which to kind of stay sane, I've been creating a play to entertain myself. Uh, and then at the end of this, I get discovered, and military and media and uh, medical personnel come to the island, and my family comes to the island to uh, kind of bring me back to civilization. And the night before we go back, I want to do this play that I've been doing, and so I do the play. Uh, so I've been writing this for a bit, and it feels weirdly, um, um, it feels weirdly connected to what we're doing right now, of all being in isolation, and how do we create audiences, and even if we don't have an audience, do we just imagine an audience? And so I have this idea about doing it, but trying to do it on, like, Zoom or Instagram Lives every day at sunset, and it'd be great if everyone, if there was a show that everybody could do at sunset as we kind of work our way through this. So, I don't know, it's weird because it's like we're at the very beginning of this thing. It seems like we might all be isolated for a long time and how do we kind of, you know, keep creating. So, thank you very, very much for creating this line and for letting us share this stuff. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, good evening. My name is MJ Halberstadt. I am calling from Boston. I'm a playwright, um, but right now all I can really think about is um, I'm teaching two classes and I'm having to migrate the classes online and I'm supposed to be building these like mini infrastructures and, you know, figuring out the new assignment breakdown and what instruction is going to look like, but all I can do is write these topic notes about things like presentational theater or different ways of thinking about structure and um, I'm so fixated on that when I should be working on the actually substantive architecture of, of making a class and then the thing I do when I can't do that anymore is I'm playing through stupid Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the millionth time in my life but there's something really nice about puzzles that definitely have answers. Like, if I can't figure it out on the Nintendo, then I'm going to be able to just Google the answer and have the answer to the thing instead of having to grope around looking for one. Um, that's helping, along with a lot of Indica and a lot of knitting. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing how other people are thinking. I'm thinking about doing something silly, posting one-minute plays and 
tagging a different playwright to write a different one-minute play and posting them all on the same account. We'll see if I actually do that, because usually I'm, I have so much, like, hustle from my, like, uh, fringe theater days, and I think I might have run out, and I think that also might be okay, because I'm 31 anyway. Maybe time to just read. Um, hope you're doing okay. Um, catch you later. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Jennifer Remberger. I'm a playwright in Chicago. Um, I'm honestly really nervous about what is to come um, with theater. And, you know, I spent, I feel like I've spent like 10 years just working so hard to get all of these things, you know, like opportunities and like um, all sorts of like getting conferences and all that sort of stuff and to kind of slowly work my way up um, to be a working playwright and I'm really nervous and sad that those doors might not be there um, when this is over and I think that the scariest thing is just like not knowing just really having no idea um, what the world's going to look like and is all the work going to be kind of worth you know is it all going to disappear um yeah so that makes me scared and sad and I think the way I've kind of been comforting myself is to look at like read books and do all the things that um that remind me how much I love words and how much I love stories and um I don't know I'm not really reading plays right now because it kind of makes me sad um but, you know, that's pessimistic. I think we'll find a way to tell stories. I think, you know, things may change entirely. And who knows what it will look like. Um, the rewards may be different. And we may be in a place where um, kind of art gets to be something that's rewarding in itself, which is maybe, maybe good. Um, yeah, so I am planning on writing new plays while I'm sort of um, on lockdown just because I'm like I thought about should I try and write books should I try and write you know other things and I'm like you know I love theater writing plays makes me happy just the act of writing them so I'm just like gonna do that and hopefully um, I'll be able to take comfort in that and um, hopefully you know we'll all get through this together um, thanks for asking and yeah hope all turns out well for everybody Hi, Brian. My name is James Kenna. I am a playwright out of New York City. And here is my status, I guess, you know? Um, two of three of my jobs have been canceled or they're on hiatus for the foreseeable future. These are my day jobs. And the third, I'm working remotely. So at least I still have a little bit of that. Um, my first fully produced play is slated to go up this summer at the Edinburgh Fringe. And while it's not canceled yet, it's hard not to speculate. But the good news is I have a lot of time to write right now. And I love writing. I still do. I just published a new play on New Play Exchange. So yay, small victories, I guess. And I'm worried about my future and the finances. 
Um, but at least I have some time and that's valuable, I think, too. But it's scary to see the theaters and institutions suffer right now. It, it makes me think, I don't know how much more limited our already limited opportunities might be. But the internet has been kind of a saving grace right now. It's making me feel connected to people. I've been playing a lot of D&D, which has been really nice. And it makes me think how we're all going to adapt as theater artists. We're so enduring and ambitious and malleable. I can't help but hope that some good might come from this. And thank you for, for all your work in this. I'm really glad we're able to unite. So yeah, thank you so much. That's all I have. Bye. So I, uh, I, I'm 23. Uh, I wanted to be a playwright for a really long time. I've worked a lot at it. Uh, I even had a play in development with a, uh, the local company. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that's still on and that's still going because, uh, it's just co-workshops and stuff. So we're, we're just working on each other's plays. But, um, I had a plan to move to Chicago because the job that I currently work for in this really big um, theater company uh, got laid off at the end of March. Uh, but I've known about that for a while. So I have this big plan to move to Chicago. I have this great, great job opportunity lined up. Something that uh, would have been really, really phenomenal. A really great place to, for stability. You get settled in at a big theater company. It wasn't a creative job, but it was a good job and it paid remarkably well for for a job in the theater um and uh, that just kind of dried up uh and i was just i had a whole plan about how i was going to go and um like establish myself when i was young in the city and uh you know, just work, and because and, that's where the work is, you know, I'm in a, 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 a city, you know, but a city in the south and the west, there's just not nearly enough opportunities here for, for writing in the way that I want them, um, and uh, I, w- I was set to move out of my apartment, and uh, I was ready to go, and then this just kind of slowly crept into my life. And I was like, well, thank goodness I'm bouncing because I'll start over in this next city, but it just became so unfeasible. Um, and uh, the like art, artistic administration job that I had, uh, now that's gone too. And so, you know, we're in the business of making the largest crowd possible and my skills are in an office setting. So those two things just immediately dried up. No offices are hiring right now. They're not working there, or they're trying to avoid working there. Nobody's hiring right now. So I'm applying for, I applied to this necessary job as a residential caregiver at a local uh, uh, home for people with serious brain injuries. They're in desperate need, desperate need of work. Hey, part two, I was going to move to Chicago's. I am entirely too long-winded.
point being that I applied to a healthcare job that pays less than what I currently uh, currently make. Uh, I've had to get back into the apartment that I currently live in, and my all my 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 next five year plan is just kind of uh, uh, massively upset. You know, I plan to go and work and you know get enough under my feet so I could apply to grad school and hopefully go in the city and just kind of establish myself. And now uh, I have to look at my life completely differently. Um, and my identity has always been so linked to creating theater and working in theater and wanting to be like, you know, being smart in theater and things like that. And uh, it's not super valuable right now. And so I have to like separate my identity from that and choose to do something with more security that's more responsible. So that's how it's affected my life. It, it completely fucked it up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, it changed, it, it, it changed my entire, what, what was coming next for me. Um, and now it's going to be, I'm not going to get to move probably for another like eight, two years or, or, or is kind of what I'm looking at the timeline I'm looking at. And we're taking this as seriously as we should. So I'm going to work in a, uh, it's tough job. That's important so that I can stay hired and we'll see where we go from there. Maybe I'll get a good play out of it. Thanks, man. Bye. Hey there, this is Rob Cardazone calling from Brooklyn. Uh, I am a bit stressed and depressed, but um, keeping myself busy with projects. I just dashed out a first draft of a play called The Loft that's been cooking for a little while, so I got to it. And I'm going to do a Zoom reading on Monday night um, with some great actors, the lovely Joshua Bouchard. Uh, Kira Bromberg, Chuck Bradley, and Lucia Bellini. Um, and uh, I've got a couple of people listening in, and uh, it just seems like a good thing to do. Everyone's excited about making some art. Um, and uh, that's it. I'm a good cook, so I'm enjoying like making food and uh, doing some reading and watching Netflix. And I guess those are the normals. But, uh, yeah, just trying to get a play out. All right. Thank you for doing this. I look forward to seeing what you put together. Take care. I'm actually doing pretty well. We just had auditions that were done through Zoom and Skype and self-tapes for a play that I'm writing called Glamour. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been inspiring. It's been cool to see people be able to work on things and do something creative. I don't know when the play's going to go up, but I know when it does, I'm going to have an amazing cast. And I'm working on other plays that I've written, refining them, tweaking them, and hopefully going to be able to work on some new ones. So I'm seeing this as a chance to really dig in deep, do some research, and get a new play out there. But to all the other playwrights out there, I can't wait to see your work, and I'm really excited about it. My name is Matthew Robinson. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Robinson is Hyde, H-Y-D-E.
Robinson is Hyde. Thanks. Love the podcast. Hi, this is Edward Einhorn calling. Um, so, uh, my show, uh, The Marriage of Alice B. Toklas by Gertrude Stein, uh, which I wrote, that's just the title, um, was going to have its off-West End London debut in May. Um, I was very excited about it because it's the uh, first big London production and uh, it's the German Street Theatre, which is a pretty uh, well-respected theatre and uh, uh, cast looks amazing. Um, the set looks amazing. We had a, uh, a set design already done. Um, anyway, um, of course it was cancelled. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I am home in New York and uh, do not have a lot of art to work on, so I decided to revive this little quirky piece that I created called Performance for One. Uh, and when it was, I originally did it, it was a one-on-one piece um, that was... Uh, in sort of offbeat venues and the audience, uh, one audience member and one performer and they were just inches from each other holding hands. Uh, obviously that's not the way it's being done now. Uh, now it's being done under, uh, over Skype. And um, we just did our first day of performances. We had nine people and uh, it worked pretty well actually. It's keeping me sane. <laughs> That's what I have to say. So that is how I've been dealing in the coronavirus situation thus far. Hi, Brian. This is Karidas, uh, and uh, I love that you set up this line. And how am I coping up and down? Um, had a meltdown yesterday, and then got up today and said I can't have a meltdown because, you know, we're gonna keep doing things somehow we have to find a way to keep doing them and uh so so i'm just trying to stay positive and take care of myself and you know be open and generous um with those around me and um hope for the best and you know hope that we can find a vaccine soon uh i know that um people in the medical field are hard so that gives me some hope uh, but I also know there's a lot of government red tape happening as well, uh, which does not give me hope. <laughs> um, on another front, I've just decided to keep writing uh, after feeling like, what's the point? Uh, and, um, and I'm writing something that's, uh, I think for me, kind of unusual, which is uh, I'm actually writing a play play. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a comedy. Uh, and I feel like I just need to make myself laugh and... Um, Hopefully, make others laugh if someday this ever gets put on uh, somewhere in the universe uh, in some form, fashion, or maybe it's read by someone. So I'm writing a comedy, and it's and <laughs> you may laugh at this, but it's partly about golf. So, um, but it's not Caddyshack, uh, and it's about a woman uh, and an athlete. Uh, so yeah, so I'm doing that, and uh, here's a little bit from it if you're interested at all. Uh, this is a character, and right now they're called JB. People circle around a place looking for answers, thinking they're going to find them. But what they find instead is the world is looking down on them from a great big height, and it doesn't give a hoot and a half about any of us folks down below. 
We're just busy creatures made for the world's amusement, nothing more. So that's what I'm working on. Sending out the vote. Bye. Hi, uh, this is River Thames. I am a playwright. I'm the resident playwright in uh, a woven theater in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, that is currently my only job because I just got laid off from my full-time day job uh, about two days ago on uh, Thursday. Uh, and before that, this was kind of something that I was not taking in stride, but it's sort of like dealing with and thinking, oh, this is going to be fine uh, because I still had a source of income. And now I have a good support system, but now I'm kind of feeling that real weight of not knowing what the hell I'm supposed to do now. Uh, I've been writing a little bit, but it's sort of hard because everything that I write about uh, is somehow involves this situation. I started writing a play last night about isolation, uh, and I got seven pages in. It was pretty good, but it's about this because this is all I can think about now. Uh, I go on Twitter, and it's all that we're able to talk about because, I don't know, I feel like this is the craziest uh, period of human history that I've lived through. I'm only 28 years old, but I just never thought I'd be living in such a time where some kind of massive global situation would impact me on such a specific scale. Uh, so I, the way I'm coping most is just talking to everybody, really. I've been talking to lots of playwrights, uh, reading their work, uh, throwing my work out there, just trying to... Cause if we make it out of this, and I believe we will, we're going to have a lot of work to do to get our industry back up to what it used to be. There's, I don't know, it's just bananas to think about how specifically this has affected us as theater artists. Um, I haven't lost hope yet. Uh, I think we're going to make it out of this. I'm a little optimistic about that. Uh, that's how I'm coping. I think we're going to get through it. I think it's going to be all good. Uh, not all good, but I think we're going to make it. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for doing this. This actually felt really nice to say out loud. So uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep writing. Uh, thank you. Bye. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is Adam. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Thank you to everybody who called in. And thanks, Adam, for that very perfect button right there at the end. Thank you for listening. I hope this helped. Hang in there. We're going to get through this. The music from this episode is by Chad Crouch, and the theme song for the subtext is by International Pen Pal. Thanks again to Rob at American Theatre Magazine. 
All right. Take care.